3: My name is Dave Hanrady, and there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 85 of the No Encore Music Podcast. It's a full house this week as yeah. we welcome back the Lion of Lisbon, <laughs> Cullum O'Regan. Hola. Woo! He's back. Yay. We also have Craig
2: Fitzpatrick. Uh, hey. uh, uh, no applause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> College's number
3: one student. <laughs> Delighted Craig to be here. Are you a class rep yet? No, I'm not. Do I look like a ca- class rep? Yeah. Yes. Nah. Nah, mate. Well, that's not all. We welcome back. In from the cold, our roving reporter, David Anthony Tapley. Okay. Age 26. Age 26, who is the frontman, the leader of Tandem Felix, a great, great band. The dictator, if you will. Who are currently enjoying a bit of a, a bit of an Indian summer. I would. No, 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 <laughs> <Does this laughs> what? Make any sense? They're back. Tandem Felix are back and they are back with some new singles. There's a new album on the way. And of course, most importantly for the immediate future, there is a gig. On Tuesday, November the seventh. Mm-hmm, That's correct. Upstairs in Wheelins. Upstairs in Wheelins. Now, what's the like the the door policy on this gig or the dress code?
4: The dress code. There is no tuxedo requirements like Arcade Fire's attempted dress code at their show, and but you must be in jumpsuits. Is that essentially? No, it's like Damn it. you have to be. Um, you have to wear a super dry hoodie and <laughs> like those old short shorts that players used to wear oh, uh, yeah. playing hurling back in the 70s.
0: All of the nicks. Like, the yeah, nicks, yeah. yeah.
4: You could see the hip bone almost. That's okay.
3: A, that, that's your crowd. That's that that <laughs> You've crowd, decided yeah. this is our crowd. Yes. It's a classic Felix crowd. It is, is for sure, so. yeah. Uh, what can we expect from the gig? Um, it'll be
4: the first time we've played together as a full act in over a year. So you will be witnessing a lot of eye contact and Me turning around to people and saying this is when the song ends because we're painfully underprepared, but we'll see. (laughs) Now,
3: on the way over to the studio today, Tapley shared something with me, which I'm going to just say on the podcast, and he might be upset, but here we go. Tapley is not a fan of when people in bands who aren't the singer singing along... To the song No Oh it.
0: no As in like if they're not mic'd up Yes No that's ridiculous cardinal I hate scene. that
3: That's a cardinal sin so I feel like it,
0: that's
2: it, the thing that's become more popular in recent years With the whole Mumford and Sons explosion <laughs> Yes I was going to go folky stuff
4: But yes Mumford and Sons are to blame I think it's also <laughs> like the um, It's the close your eyes Cast your head back looking up towards the skies And really Relinquishing relinquishing really enjoy those short shorts you know? the the chorus lines of songs, or whatever. That just really.
3: So if you're listening, to any members of Tandem Felix, yeah. watch yes. yourselves. Stay yes. on your it's mark.
4: It's
2: like yeah. fake transcendence, isn't it? It's like manufacturing some crap moment. And yeah, I don't know.
3: I just think it looks lame. But there'll be lots of real moments at that gig, which once again is on Tuesday, November the seventh, mm-hmm. upstairs in Wheelands. We're all going, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah Free yeah. is it? it has <laughs> <laughs> got as good so a promo like. <laughs> Is there a student's Scratch discount trip. For Craig? Is <laughs> yeah <a> stu- yeah. <laughs> Students have to pay more Good one uh, That comes a couple of days After our next excursion The next episode of No Encore Won't be out on Friday Because it won't have been Recorded by Friday What the hell is going on? Because we're recording On Saturday in Galway Bringing the show on the road
0: uh, yeah, closing out the National Student Radio Conference in NUIG, so that episode will drop uh, Monday, Monday, I presume.
3: Saturday, yeah. November the 4th at half four in NUIG, if you are a student of NUIG or you just fancy scaling the fences. Do they have fences down there? I don't think they're going to have fences around Barbed our show. Barbed wire fences? Yes. Okay, cool. I've never been to NUIG. Sure. I have once. Why? Why? A, d- a debate Day out Oh yeah, you
0: were a master debater Yeah, you forget, yeah I have a strange background of nerds You, forget nerd, yourself today, you forget Back yourself. in the day What was the topic that day? That particular, I have absolutely no he recollection off the top of my head. <laughs> I think it had to do with uh, space weaponry, actually If okay. I remember correctly yeah. Space weaponry?
3: Yeah Like who would win the fight between
0: No, as in like the
3: this house would allow and Pinhead from Hellraiser the- 4 Nukes in space, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nukes in space, yeah,
0: yeah. Put, putting actual weaponry in space, like yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Essentially, satellite missiles and stuff. Yeah, like I'm that, for yeah. it. Okay, I'm for it as well. On the, of, on the subject of
3: on the subject of gigs, though, and I guess well, before we get there, we should uh, quickly mention our quiz. Mention the quiz. Cullen Morrigan is missing out on a staff night out. I am, yeah. To do the quiz, <laughs> are, you, are you really upset about this?
0: I'm not actually that upset about it. Okay, it's just unfortunate timing. Thursday,
3: I guess. December the seventh. Which is also David Topley's birthday. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah brilliant. Tickets he on sale. loves a quiz though. I love the quiz. quiz. He's looking to put together a dream team. For yeah, the all the mates from Lucan in, is
0: it?
4: All the boys in from Lucan. Yeah. I'm foregoing our usual excursion to Superdome, Palmerstown. <laughs> instead going to the Working Man's Club.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Workman's Club in Dublin, Thursday, December the 7th. No encore quiz eventbrite.ie. It's a tenor ahead, 35 euro for a table, maximum of four people. As I said before, tickets are moving. Tables are being bought, uh, so I would recommend getting in because we've limited space on the evening and there'll be lots Questions all about 2017 pop culture, mostly music, but also other avenues as well. It's going to be the three of us on stage, rocking the mic, and there'll be prizes—actual prizes, lads. Yeah, no checking no. your phones. So. though No fucking checking no your phones. phones. I swear to Christ, if we catch you checking your phone, we're going to break fingers. It'll be in, on eBay by the end of the night. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, we've an, an honest th- crowd. I think we'll be okay. We do, there. yeah. yeah. We we'll we'll, good people. They're good. There's There's a lot, good lot of folk. blow-ins though with these things, isn't it, guys? We <laughs> yeah, just people? never love yeah. a quiz. we'll the people do. in the audience to keep an eye out. So, and uh oh, mick Galaxy—he'll probably be there. So watch. Keep your eye on him. And the reason I <laughs> mention him, way is because as of this podcast going out, it's his birthday. Hey, 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 happy birthday, Mick. Happy birthday, Mick. I don't think he listens to the podcast, right. but uh, happy birthday anyway, Michael. And I hope you have a good one. Uh, speaking of gigs, I went to see Elaine May last week in the Workman's Club. Colin had an amazing comment on this. He went, oh, I would have I, I, I would have gone if I wasn't there. And I was like, you're literally on holidays. Like, yeah. Yeah doesn't count if i was i don't there. think i quite said it that way Dave. <laughs> okay. Fair the double negative and the weird confusion yeah the, that's my old band dave yeah. and the double negatives and the weird confusion i'm assuming it was outstanding it was fantastic yeah. it was great i loved it and you know not just because she's a friend of the show and she was one of the stars of no encore live too yeah it was a fantastic. great great set and you know you guys missed out so there you go should have been should have been there my wine tasting was great though Let's not talk about the wine tasting. Let's talk about (laughs) something that you do like, though. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, okay. why are we talking about the Super Bowl? I'll tell you why. Because Justin Timberlake confirmed on Sunday night that he is going to headline this year's Super Bowl halftime show 14 years after the singer's role in Janet Jackson's infamous wardrobe malfunction. Now, before we dive back
0: in time... Should it be allowed? (sighs) Before we dive back in time to that, can we please just have a quick listen to how he revealed it? Excuse me, sir, do you have the time? I was going to ask you, sir, if you have the time. I do have the time. You do halftime? I do have time. You do halftime? I do halftime. You do halftime? I do halftime! You're doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl? You do halftime!
2: That's not annoying, is it? When you said you were very vague beforehand, I was like, Are
0: you talking about Janet Jackson's nipple here or it doesn't come across well in podcasts? <laughs> respect, please, Craig. Sorry. But yeah, himself and Jimmy Fallon being funny mm. and
3: wacky. This is Super Bowl L I I 52, 52. <laughs> which marks. Thank, thank you very much. This marks the record setting third time that Timberlake will perform at the big game, following appearances at Super Bowls 35 and 38, seven, 37. I should know this. I watched WrestleMania growing up, and they used to do Roman numerals. I did classical studies for fuck's sake. This is a appalling turn for me here. Anyway, it was at the latter Super Bowl in 2004 that Janet Jackson joined Justin Timberlake on stage and during a joint rendition of "Rock Your Body," which is not a good Justin Timberlake song. Timberlake That's reached pretty good, fuck that, man. It's Timberlake tune. Timberleg reached and pulled off a piece of Jackson's bustier, exposing her bare breast to an audience of millions for nine sixteenths of a second. It was not a bare That's what breast. I said.
4: She had a thing on a its strange, yeah, strange yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: Well you know It might sound like A storm in a teacup lads But a decade long Legal battle Between the Federal Communications Commission The NFL And CBS Later ensued Over the $550,000 fine Yeah well it actually Kind of really changed The
2: climate in the US In terms of censorship As well didn't it Like the FCC Really started cracking down After that on Like everyone So it kind of ushered in A kind of very conservative You know Bush era Clampdown
0: So it was bad for everyone I think Well as people are tired of me Pointing out as a strange point of trivia, it also inspired the invention of YouTube. Because it, the guys oh, who invented yeah. YouTube were annoyed that they couldn't find places that were hosting this video, mm. and so basically set about writing their own code to do mm. it. So yeah, when you talk about changing the world, that's the sort of impact the moment had. Yeah. How did Mr. Skin not invent YouTube? Missing out there, Mr. Skin. <laughs> so I don't know
2: what
3: that is. <laughs> that's because you're a virtuous figure, unlike Craig, student Fitzpatrick. Degenerate.
4: Fitzpatrick, sure say, that's because you're a virgin.
3: <laughs> Are you uh, also a Super Bowl guy
4: though? Are you big into this? Do you no, care? I stay. I taped it once the year that Prince played. Oh yeah, we can date that. I don't know, two thousand seven was something he something like that? Oh, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, it's been a decade right ago there. Yeah, yeah, It's a terrible sport. I'm sorry to anyone in the room who's a fan. Oh, Colin's a fan. I love football, man. We'll we'll talk about this later, but it's yeah. a sport that's invented for people who go to watch it to talk.
0: Yeah, and that's all. I'm yeah, say no, like men. I mean, you're, you're not terribly wrong there, yeah. I, it's I not po- as bad as baseball. What do you mean, not as bad exactly as bad For talking for sorry. or for... Yeah,
2: I mean, baseball is just like, oh, we're having a day out and there's a game going on nearby. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You
0: see, I'm down with that. I've, I've gone to fucking test cricket, lads. I've spent eight hours and on a number of days in a row cricket, just sitting there. Cricket unashamedly...
4: Is 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 proud of the fact that it's a sport invented to watch while you're getting absolutely blitzed.
0: It literally stops for lunch yeah. and tea. Amazing, yeah. And anytime it rains, yeah.
4: But my kind of sport, really. No. American football, not for me. But the yeah, the, that was one of the, my favourite halftime shows I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, like to be fair, the halftime show is obviously by now, you know bigger than the game itself, Mm, basically, at least in terms of viewer numbers and all the rest of it.
4: The last couple of years have been great, have they? I saw the one last year, I was in New York at the time, and it was Coldplay.
0: Yeah. Last and year to, uh, Yeah it was Lady yeah. Gaga Earlier this year Yeah um, I think yeah You probably maybe Have to go back To Beyonce's To find the last one That you were really like Holy shit That was actually class Yeah
3: <laughs> I thought Gaga was okay I mean like I, I thought People, people kind of like Bruno Mars Was that the
0: following year I didn't think much of that To be honest Did he not
3: join Coldplay on stage? Yeah No but he, he, he did He did He, did,
0: he,
2: did he previously time, but, headlined himself It was just before Yeah with the chili peppers yeah. Okay is there well. Is
3: there a definitive one You mentioned YouTube So is there a definitive one To go onto YouTube And be like this is the one Prince that was, Prince, Prince was Tom Petty so, was amazing Tom Petty was when great you
0: Springsteen I quite
3: enjoyed Springsteen's, but he was I mean,
0: like, cheesy Wasn't he Yeah like, um, I mean like You know also <laughs> No Frank, way Frank, <laughs> No but frankly as well Like
2: Springsteen's You know There was an amazing crotch shot Where he like slid on his oh, knees yeah. At a camera And like oh shit I can't stop And then smashed into that camera When Full did this crotch?
3: start by the way I mean like, like, like I know it's the biggest thing ever now, But like like It hasn't always been a It the used thing, to be like h- Marching bands and stuff And really kind of Old fashioned
2: things I think maybe
4: late 80s
2: Jackson was the first big
4: one Is there an example of someone who like, I think they parody it in Simpsons don't they hooray for everyone there was a similar there was an actual <laughs> real life thing like that I can't remember what they were
3: yeah, called yeah is there an example of like of someone where it was like whoa that was a bad booking they shouldn't have done it no I don't think Cold so because by the, t- by the <laughs> time,
0: yeah but you see like even Coldplay I mean yeah like Coldplay got completely upstaged by the fact that they brought on guests and all yeah. the rest
2: of it yeah they were but kind of by the time
0: you get through the whole sort of like Production Razzmatazz of it It's going to look like A big show anyway So it barely fucking matters Who you book But yeah If you're going to p- Pick three I would say Tom Petty uh, Prince And Beyonce Look those up
3: Okay Big show with the big game Now Craig when, hey, you're, when you're not watching American football You do tend to enjoy Lurking and occasionally Posting on the Drowned and sound Message board <laughs> is yeah. true. I used to Back in the day I was a
2: frequent poster Um, I will never reveal Who I was on it I think you guys I've tracked you down yeah well don't don't go into it <laughs> anyway nonetheless Dude, this, this by the way <laughs> is the true reason why
0: Craig didn't come to studio the day Sean Adams was recording with us uh, he didn't want to sell band. out yeah yeah anyway,
2: like, a remember Labour when I first met him and I was just like big fun in your work
3: I <laughs> <Why> was <that laughs> actually and starstruck and you're like what'll the drown sound lads think of me now yeah. I've sold out by being nice to Sean Adams who's a nice person by the way he's really good in the podcast is, yeah. a Labour MP in the UK has apologised for any offence caused by a series of derogatory online comments made about celebrities before he was elected Jared O'Mara joked about having an orgy With members of Girls Aloud Claimed that Michelle McManus only won Pop Idol Quote-unquote because she was fat And suggested that it'd be funny if jazz star Jamie Cullen was quote-unquote Sodomized with his own piano The comments were made on the Drown and Sound message board Back in about 2004 I believe This was a a Guardian story this week And uh, Sean Adams and Derek Robertson from Drown and Sound were like Made up my top of the world And he has (laughs) since been suspended Uh, By the Labour Party Do you think that this is You know Should it be allowed? I mean
0: Like what do you think? I mean Okay First of all I think we have to start Being realistic about Drudging up the ghosts Of people's past So long ago The chop's still relatively
2: Like he's in his mid-30s I think So this was when he was A gobshite student probably Probably Exactly I thought he was being hilarious I guess Or ironic Or I don't
0: know Secondly Jamie Cullum I mean (laughs) I I got on alright With the bloke The only time I talked to him To be Uh, honest But Um I think we've probably all had that thought. Craig, was, or it twice no. was it you? About to interview him, him but,
3: on the did, phone? didn't you have to in, like, re- in, like ring him like ten he times? He was driving to
2: Northern Ireland and the f- signal was dreadful and it kept dropping off. But he would like he would then quite happily pick back up. But it just it was like half an hour of consisting of maybe twenty five calls. I remember you. <laughs> I remember you
3: like going to different phones in the office with like a fucking black. Yeah, like cloud Jamie, over Jamie, your head. so tell jazz album. I had, had a the same ex- <laughs> experience interviewing Newton Faulkner over the phone. Oh, he wow. was on a train or something. And a classic case though Of like Nice guy Shame about the music He was really sound right. but, but you what? know Cole kept dropping Yeah Constantly Yeah Jamie uh, Collins, was lovely He like just, Did you know. Dreams catch it
0: Oh, oh Jesus Christ uh, Yeah
2: Big mates were Clint Eastwood Which was Very Jamie Collins.
3: Yeah. yeah They're like great mates Yeah they're really good Clint's Clint into, into his jazz and, jazz and yeah Collins' microphone has decided <laughs> To slip, decamp itself So yeah. David Tapley Can you please rescue this What do you think about <laughs> people Who post abuse about musicians online Dave good. Um I, d- I don't know
4: uh, I it's a difficult one to say because I mean the comments were not particularly innocuous they're pretty horrible things to say about uh, anyone who, yeah. yeah anyone <laughs> like so uh, I guess yeah digging stuff up I mean I'm sure you don't have to go too far into my Bebo comments to find some I really want to stuff. know
0: why you want Sarah harding out of Girls aloud because like, oh as, let's as all not go down this path as <laughs> all call, well, no, but as Girls Alayed power ranking go <laughs> Uh, Jesus, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, um, Cheryl, uh, Sarah, Kimberly, oh, Nadine... Stop doing this! Nicola. You
3: know that I'm referring it to in order of their talent and vocal ability and nothing yeah. else, right? Yeah, it's
0: pretty much what they've done in their
3: lives since, I so think, So for me, yeah. it'd be Kimberly... Uh, I won't finish the sentence um, Let's talk about Kid Rock Will we? Well, Safe we, territory <laughs> <laughs> Wait wait wait, wait, wait. We're, we're not done hauling this ladder Over the coals <laughs> just yet yeah. Craig as someone who posts On the Drowning Sound message Is there anything I'm now Is there any dirt That we could dig out about you Well I'm
2: not planning to run for office So I think I'm alright But There's probably There's probably embarrassing stuff I don't think I'm a hateful person though. So hopefully nothing That you could Rig me over the coals for When was the last time you posted? i say it's a long time It's not a long time
3: I went through your post there when? Oh no so It's about a year is it? No it's not What are like, you talking about? You posted about Game of Thrones this summer You posted pictures of your cats this summer You posted about the Lizzie Goodman book this summer You've been posting pictures of your Hold cats on a second. Hold Drown on a second How do you have, I tracked you down buddy Oh my god To be honest
0: with you it's well Craig Like we're going to recognise your cats So
2: Yeah
0: This is interesting wow. I've actually
2: met people from Drowning Sound before Oh yeah, in real life, yeah,
3: like There's a meetup type thing, meet-up. yeah, yeah, an internet meetup, yeah, and you know, it's dreadfully nothing, disappointing. Nothing wrong. No. <laughs> for them. You have to bring a chaperone to that. Just, just <laughs> in case they weren't have. Yeah. Said He's the subject of a challenge for <laughs> documentary. I won't reveal your name on there. I don't understand your name on there. I have to say, I explained it to you before. I still don't you're, understand you're it. You were drunk. At Five time. letters, by the way. Try and track them down. <laughs> right up. I actually changed it. So I don't know who you... Did you? Yeah. I'll find it again. All right, okay. (laughs) Okay. In the meantime, we've all been gazumped, guys. We've all been lied to (laughs) by, by Kiddington Rock... (laughs) <laughs> Kiddington Kid Rockefeller to It was all a goof Kid Rock admitted on Tuesday morning that his tease about running for Senate in Michigan was all a joke to promote his new album Sweet Southern Sugar <laughs> <laughs> And it <laughs> should be said given that we've all pre-ordered the album uh, Deluxe Joke's edition. on us, right? Deluxe edition that comes wrapped in a confederate flag Yeah <laughs> um, And the more you unpack it the worse you feel about yourself as a human being uh, He said Fuck no I'm not running for Senate Are you fucking kidding me? Who fucking couldn't figure that out? Apparently he all said, R- said him, Robert Ritchie who is 46 years of age by the way and sees the need to curse like Colin Farrell in 2003 uh, he was telling all this to Craig's boy Howard Stern Craig in these problematic times how can you defend being a fan of Howard Stern Jesus Christ. because he's the king of all media you kidding me um, I was just going to say <laughs> that
4: I do like how Kid Rock is acting like a uh, 13-year-old boy who has asked a girl out via text message, and then when she says no, he replies with saying, oh, that was just one of my friends. He stole my phone and did this. I was so hacked. I was hacked. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm amazed he, like, still has a career, based on very little output music.
2: You did realize he. he was
3: elected president of the United States, don't you? There is enough uh, of a fan base to keep him going, I think, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> no, but like, clearly, like, that's the demographic for Kid Rock fans. I'm sorry if I'm offending any avant-garde Kid Rock listeners. No, it's, it, yeah, it's very
0: true. I mean, at the same time, yeah, this interview, he talked about running seven houses and how he's so
3: obscenely wealthy, and it just got a bit depressing for me at that point, to be honest. He was proud that he got endorsed from the White House. See, there you go. Uh, the Outspoken Rocker who referred to the New York Times as, quote, a little bit gay during the hour-long appearance <laughs> when taking shots thing. That is proof that he's going full-on 13-year-old yeah. boy, like... Uh, when taking shots in the nineties at the left-wing media, all the snowflakes out there said there. I say ironically, obviously, said there was no way that he was ever really going to run. Knowing that the closest he's ever come to higher office was snagging the class clown award in high school. Yeah, so there you go. So he's just, just a patriot, actually, lads.
4: You're actually a big Howard Stern
2: Oh fan. yeah, I listen
3: to him constantly.
4: He's
2: great. Have you ever ever listened to Ratio? He's
4: yes. extremely talented, dude. I think he is possibly the most annoying person with a microphone in front of him. Next to Dave or <laughs> <laughs> he, he is sitting Ooh, next to me Yes, yeah. that's, that's correct <laughs> You are geographically correct mm, Nice turnaround You find him annoying I think he's great I
3: think he's annoying Alright I can't believe he still has a career Howard Stern You, you
2: can't believe he He, he peaked he, in the 90s Like People love it though He got a half like a billion guy. dollar deal In 2005 To the go sad. to yeah, seriously. Right? He's like one of the Highest paid entertainers In the world How yeah. is he bulletproof? And he's what do you mean, bulletproof?
3: Well, I mean, like, like he's raunchy and says...
2: Yeah, because he does it publicly on the air for, like, the past 35 years. He's got, like, no skeletons in his closet. Do you still listen like, like, to like, Do you exactly. listen on the reg? Uh, I, I'd i say I listen to may- it maybe once a month. Like, you, you have to torrent it. And, I mean, I legally subscribe. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll check it out now and again. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's like, really
0: good. it's funny, actually, that, you know, he kind of compares to uh, the President of the United States in, in that, like, not having
3: any shame... Gets you
0: quite a long way these days. Yeah, it's
3: that kind of thing. Of just okay, like, Craig. Well, yeah. as long as we're reheating Harrod Stern content, what should we talk about next? Um, let's talk about Billy
2: Corgan, or as he's known now, William Patrick Corgan. Yeah, he's actually been on Harrod Stern quite a lot. Have you listened to any of his? In- no, no I I'm, I'm I think the only you're, one. You're the listening. only one. Yeah. Um, so he was on also this week, um, and essentially what he was saying. Was well, he was talking about you know like Billy Corgan's like been on Infowars and yeah, he's going down a bit of a dangerous path in terms of conspiracies and stuff. Well, they were talking kind of around that, and it came out that he's actually seen in real life a shape shifting reptilian
0: of some sort. Yeah, he says like you know have you ever been in a situation where you turn around and someone who was there just looks different.
4: Uh, can Dave and Cullum read the uh, dialogue as and if... Gerardic okay. 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 who yeah. Who's who? I'll be... You're Corgan. Okay. And you
3: are Howard Stern.
4: So you have to be the dickhead in this, Cullum. Okay. And you have to be the other dickhead. Are we doing voices or just yes. us voices?
3: Oh, I have to do like an American accent. Yes. Hey, Howard. Imagine you're doing something and suddenly you turn around and there's somebody else standing there. Like a different human? Sort of. It's hard to explain without, without going into detail. I'd rather not go into details. But... Did you say that person, what did you just have to do there? Yeah, and, and they acknowledged it. And, and what did they say they were, from another planet? They wouldn't explain. Corgan out of there was a really messed up story. Now, this is not like, no, By you know, the way, that was a great yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was on point. <laughs> I wanted and scene. I want you to go deeper on that one, man. Mm. Not like, you know, follow the money deeper, but like your voice. Get into character. I tried on the cuff of it. Now listen, um, Corey Taylor of Slipknot fame, who is great when he's doing Slipknot stuff, and pretty terrible when he's not doing Slipknot stuff, he was on Chris Jericho's podcast before I listened to that, and he recorded the third Slipknot record, Volume 3 The Subliminal Verses, in Rick Rubin's Haunted Mansion, and even though Corey Taylor has given out numerous times about Rick Rubin not being there enough, like a fucking, you know, he's got like abandonment issues... It's the best album album by a country fucking mile, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Now, he said that when he was showering once, he got out of the, got out of the shower, and he saw, uh, through his peripheral vision, in the next room, in the bedroom, a man in a suit. And it wasn't Craig past. Slender man. <laughs> Not on that occasion. And he said that he, he he was like, you know, I wasn't on anything. I, <laughs> uh, I definitely saw this person. So, yeah, there's plenty of musicians who, who claim to have had an encounter with the other side. At the um,
4: Castlepalooza Festival in 2016... Uh, Charleville Castle I believe Has famously Haunted crypts Leagues Bernoulli. O'Toole uh-huh. Leagues O'Toole Said he saw a Floating Globulous Sort of White figure uh, And he I think he was With someone as well And they both saw it So there, The truth is out there That's all I'm going to say My aunt saw a dead person before And they were animated saw And talking a dead person Yeah
2: Oh, see, like talk, dead, talk to a dead person. All oh, right. I oh, it's just is, They're is this like, al- they were alive. Is this <laughs> like
3: that 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 great urban legend where it's like someone's driving on like a like country road down the, the the end of the Irish countryside and like some guy walks out in front of a car and like they jam on the brakes and then your woman gets out of the car and she's like it's always a woman and a guy and she's always like she's like what the hell are you doing and he goes you got to be careful on these roads and then she's like what, you, what you, you you walked out in front of me it's ridiculous and he goes no no trust me. I died on this road, and it's like you know what the road safety authority. It was when she
2: was a postwoman, and she was doing her rounds, and she was like delivering letters to some like block of flats or something on the north side. Candyman was there, was he? Some kind of older gent, really nice guy, was just like walking past her, and then he's like, "Oh, my son does that. He's he's a postman." And they got chatting, and she was like, "Oh, my work when blah blah blah." And it turned out she did know the son. Uh, she was only there about six months. And then he was like, he's and been he just dead like, oh, oh, yeah. for 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> they were just chatting away, had a nice conversation, just like, ah, yeah, I haven't seen him lately, just say hi, blah, blah, blah. She went back and, like, I don't know, a couple of days later, she bumped into her man and just, what I think, it was just like, I was chatting to your dad. And he was like, my dad's been dead for five years. <laughs> <laughs> and d- we've given her enough of a grilling about oh, this, like, was obviously a stupid joke, and now it was... He was actually dead. You're listening
4: to No Afterlife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how
2: grim. There uh, will be an encore. <laughs> I hope there's an, an encore in this situation. I don't
3: think there will be, though. I think, I think once your brain shuts down, that's it. Uh, quick round the horn. <laughs> quick round the horn. Do we believe in ghosts? Craig. Yeah. Tapley. No. Cullum, no, I'm going to say yes. Thanks. All right, split down her- the middle. I've heard things. I haven't seen things, but I've heard things that I can't explain. Well, we're putting including things. The Will Smith song from last week. No, it's very it. true. Yeah, glad I avoided that. Uh, oh, and by the way, sorry. Just a quick reference on the last week's show. Um, anyone, uh, thanks for <laughs> people's feedback about the horrors interview. People said nice stuff, even though obviously the audio was rather uh, compromised by the fact that I was an idiot and I recorded it outside. I want to thank. The people. audio's being compromised. <laughs> Get out! I want to thank people who said nice things. But uh, if you were listening to the show and you're like, "Look, it's just." too much i can't listen to it uh that interview is in print now if you go to the thin uh the whole interview is transcribed it's online and give it a read because it was really good and thanks to finn and to pete for setting up that interview and for the horrors for being dead on at the same time did my best guys what can you do now before we get to songs of the week this week let's just check back in with david Halpey for a second mm-hmm. uh what's the status on the new album Not actually before we get there i yes. want to, uh, there's something i want to bring up go for it i'm, I'm not happy about something well, two things really. One, you've cut your hair now; it looks great. Thank but you. this came after uh, John Barker from Totally Irish on 98FM, who's a friend of the show and a good, good man. He basically just fucking fell in love with you when he went on the show, and he said that Tapley has the best hair in the Irish music scene, and you did not deny this. Yeah. So it's are, are you running with this? I, do, I I see my hair a lot less than
4: everyone else sees it, and you cut your own hair. I cut my own hair, which like is Bill Gates. A, Bill Gates cuts his own hair Does Does he? Bill Gates
0: (laughs) Have you seen Bill Gates? Are you sure he did? Yeah Yeah, Well no it's true Yeah I would imagine that the Bill Gates programs a robot to cut it for him Well you don't get rich Are you also
2: not going to give like your kids any of your fortune? He doesn't have kids, Greg. Know, yeah. Do your homework. I do fortune.
3: Hang on a second. So, on, wait. you're on live radio. I understand that you might have felt under some pressure to just go along what was being said and being coerced by John Barker, yes. who's famously leading with his interviews. That guy is a charlatan. He, he, he's a sham. He's a shambles. He, if you listen, John, you're a sham. Uh, so, hang on. Uh, are you, like, uh, here, this is your chance to own this or yeah. to be like, no, no, someone else has better hair. Jeff Courtney, for example. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> Why do I keep getting asked about this? he like, you got a mane. you uh, got well, a mane on you.
4: I'm going to shave my head, baby. I think you're making him uncomfortable. I am. Let's ask, about, let's
3: ask about the album. What's the story? I know you're, well, hard, I did you're like, hard work the On studio. the
4: same topic of the 98 FM, I did like your attempt to try and tear <laughs> me down a peg, take me down a peg, via the website twitter.com.
3: I was unacknowledged by, by, by John Barker that evening, yes.
4: Well, all I want to say is You keep your opinions to yourself, mate
3: Okay That's not good timing As we move towards Songs of the Week (laughs) But before we get there uh, Album update As I've asked three times, now. Yeah,
4: album update Um, It is on its way We have a new single coming out in November Which is called Nightclub Open parentheses I sold my soul to the devil Close parentheses And we shot a music video for it recently And it's going to be Hopefully out before our Dublin show Which is on November 7th
3: Tuesday November 7th yes. Upstairs at Whelan's So hopefully we can uh And listeners if you haven't heard The current single yeah. Where are you there When the Crucified the Birthday Boy It's great get on it And it would be A good one For Songs of the Week But it's already been released It has So we got five other songs to do. We, we do indeed And It'd be a bit weird one, if he reviewed His own song as well
0: Yeah Love it Brilliant song The first one is called To the Moon and Back It's the new one From a returning Fever Ray Sounds like this Yeah, so, so Fever Ray, who always makes me stop ever so slightly and think, no, not Sugar Ray. This is not a strange comeback
3: from the 1997 I every props, morning. <laughs> Can I give props to Sugar Ray for a second? If you want. They did a really good cover for The Beach of a Brian Eno song, and I'm completely forgetting the name of it right now, but it's great. And I actually sent it to your pal, and Murphy Hall, and he liked it, I think.
4: There you go. Is it the ca- uh, the camel...
3: It's called Spinning Away Spinning Spinning Away away. It's a great song And it's a good cover Yes So there you go
0: Anyway Fever Ray is uh, Mm -hmm. definitively different Half of the knife uh, Karen Dreyer um, Who yeah First released her solo career Eight years ago This is the second album um, Which will be out in fact By the time you hear this It's dropping uh, as a surprise Is that right? Yeah yeah yeah. Thursday or Friday midnight Thursday midnight Friday morning
3: That's That's a welcome surprise Yeah yeah absolutely um, oh, okay. And it really is because this is a great song. Can I ask a question about the song around the table? Mm-hmm. Uh, does the song remind you of any song in particular? If it does, say it now. The Pokemon uh, music <laughs> Yeah I was thinking Donkey Kong kind of like It's definitely I, I didn't have one in particular uh, It has been put to me By a friend of the show Mark Conroy That And it's funny that I mentioned The beach That this sounds quite a lot Like Pure Shores By All Saints And I can hear the elements I don't it's think it's a, a direct bit. I think there's elements of it There's a little bit It has that kind of You know Very kind of You know Almost mm. Calypso mm. Well. Yeah mm. I mean mm. like You know Not to <laughs> Which <laughs> <laughs> is a banger yeah, <laughs> Not, <you're> not
0: <laughs> to state the most blatantly <laughs> Obvious thing you possibly could But Take, oh, don't that, mark, take that Mark Conroy <laughs> Well this probably sounds most like the knife than yeah, as anything she's done as in in terms of its exuberance in terms of like it's not as dark she usually so goes on. a lot darker yeah that's, yeah. that's fair to say um, also can I point out on Spotify there is an air horn edit now granted oh, it, no, I haven't listened on. to that but when I saw it I granted, was like, it's yes it's literally just an air horn over the word pussy but nonetheless how good is the air horn though is it? it's, it's a purr! pretty good air horn yeah 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 <laughs> it's, strong, an air horn. it's strong it's <laughs> strong
2: uh, yeah no this is a great song um, Very welcome comeback And yeah I, I, That kind of Calypso thing Is definitely there I thought it kind of Subverted some of the more Boring kind of tropicalia stuff We've been hearing as well And just sped it up a lot It's like Contagious energy
4: um, Yeah I loved it I don't get Calypso I, Like when I And as I said um, The Pokemon music It kind of reminded me Of like K-pop Or, or something J-pop I guess um, There's definitely A little bit yeah, of that I, I sure. really like this song I have to say, I, f- I felt that the the reveal line of the word pussy at the end, I thought it was a, I kind of like laughed at it. I thought it was funny. No, was yeah, just, it, it, it took me out of the song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, just, it kind of seemed like a, a Tenacious D punchline of a song that starts off, sweet and kind of middle
3: of the road love song and then has this shocking word at the end I had a similar experience I kind of was like wait what really like I was like I thought you were meant to be a bit more opaque and esoteric and not as on the nose as this didn't bother me per se but it took me out of it a little bit and I, just, I don't I, think it was designed to do that that's, that's kind of funny. I feel
2: like it was intentional no really yeah because it it's I had that reaction as well and clearly but I don't think it's like realised. good commentary I just thought like oh okay fair enough yeah I just think it was the execution they were going for
3: yeah I think it's a tune uh, I'm exactly very true. very curious about the record now and I wonder if this uh-huh. is going to be an outlier considering you know yeah, you think yeah. about songs like Keep the Streets Empty for Me and that kind of thing and uh, yeah actually I remember I interviewed uh, author John Connolly before and right. he has a show on uh, 2XM I think it's ABC to XDC. Mm-hmm. it's a really good radio show and he was saying that like um He couldn't get clearance to use a Karen Anderson track, but he had some correspondence with her. And I was like, oh my God, what does correspondence with Karen Anderson look like? And he was like, pretty much like what what you think it would. But he was devastated that uh, she wouldn't let him use uh, a Fever Ray track for some professional capacity. So if you're listening, Karen, give the man a break. He's a good writer. What's next? Uh, Well, mentioning
0: taking uh, inspiration from K pop, J pop, and other areas like that. A new one from Tune Yards has landed. It's called Look at Your Hands. right, Topley, this one to your liking?
4: Yeah, no, I thought this was really good. I saw Tune Yards uh, last time they, or last time she... uh, It's they now, officially, yeah, yeah. and A
0: Brenner's part of it.
4: Right, clearly. So, um, yeah, I thought they played in Vicar Street a couple of years back. I thought it was really boring. Um, I was kind of underwhelmed by the whole thing. was a lot of drums, a lot of drumming, a lot of... A lot of drums. Yeah, a lot of beats, you know. What's wrong with that? It was a bit overwrought by the end of it, but... um, I do I do like this song. Uh production wise I think it's fantastic. Does some fairly good uh eighties
3: throwback stuff which is I caught uh, Juniards at Electric Picnic, headlining Body and Soul, I think it was three years ago, four years ago, maybe. And I remember I was working like a dog for Hot Press that day, and I missed a lot of stuff, including girl band and other things. And then I remember working on a news story in the media tent, and the computer crashed just as I was about to finish it. So I was like stressed out to I my that, eyeballs. Stood
0: on the cable, yeah. And
3: I remember finally getting to go and see something, and it was Yards at like midnight, and I was with a friend and I was in a good mood because I finally escaped the hell of what I was doing and it was lovely. And I remember just that set and I remember like being there and actually feeling like, oh, this is what, it, you know, people who love festivals experience, I suppose, at festivals. Festival goers, <laughs> uh, Revelers. You <laughs> yeah, might revelers. Was it raining? It wasn't raining. It was just perfect, man. It was great. great. And I, so I quite like Tune and I think that she's better at that kind of, you know, like I'll just throw in a weirdly sexual lyric out of nowhere, but it gets away with it with her cadence and her delivery and her general sense of humour. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I think it might be a bit overproduced, but that's, maybe that's just me. I'm fine with the production To be honest Kind of disco beats And like you say The throwback Sort of
0: electronics I really enjoyed This Impressively she says Is kind of the first single From what's going to be A deeply political album mm. And Well no I mean here's the thing I just I don't know if That's possibly Going to shine through I Your don't think Political, political lyricism And this sort of music Is necessarily compatible and if this single is an example of what that's going to sound like, then I don't think it's going to negatively affect in the slightest because, frankly, it didn't stop this from being a banger.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't think me and this sort of
4: music is that compatible because I found it really annoying. It was just...
0: Yeah, like, I guess maybe
4: boring was a bad word to use to c- describe the gig that I went to. I think it was actually just annoying.
2: Yeah, it kind of, like, insists upon itself. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's it, You know, the production... I mean, amazing technique there, but it just felt cluttered to me. There was a lot going on and I couldn't really kind of wrap my head around it in a way that made it
3: enjoyable. So I didn't enjoy it. (laughs) Fair, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's, That's concise as a guess. Look, well, he's, look he, well, you know, he's moving into advertising, so it's very important that he gets to the yeah. point quickly. And yeah, no. I feel like, I feel like, over the next few months, you're going to hear a different Craig. You're going to hear a more kind of uh, a more jaded, cutthroat. a more jaded, if you can imagine such a thing. Uh, definitely a more ruthless and cutthroat individual who just wants to. Uh, what was that phrase that you learned this week? Interrogate the product until it speaks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For fair enough.
0: Sake. As he do. Uh <laughs> Another producer Who has made a name for uh, Invention and experimentation Sophie And uh, now embarks on a solo project The first single called It's Okay to Cry
1: And I saw the magazine you were reading And I read the page mm. If I had just one single wish Wish I could have said this It's okay to cry oh, I was a teardroping
0: now this is an artist who's come up before uh on the basis of her production work uh charlie xcx perhaps being uh, the most notable on this particular show but basically uh, a huge figure within pc music now embarking solo it's definitely a little bit of a different from the day job, I suppose. Isn't I it?
3: agree with the message and the sentiment. It is okay to cry; it's a cathartic act of release, and I recommend doing so if you ever need to, a listener. You know, just embrace those emotions. I thought this song insisted upon itself, and I found it a bit annoying. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not really into that kind of ASMR thing or whatever it's called. There's a lot of whispering in this song, and yeah. I mm. and it was nails on a chalkboard to me. Really was. And I didn't. Oh, don't do it, man. And yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, please, please, I I, I couldn't connect with this one. I thought it was a bit too proud of itself.
2: Yeah. I mean, proud of itself is the thing. Like when you say you like the sentiment, I kind of did as well until like listen number five and I was like, is this really what they're going for? Or is it just some weirdly ironic thing? Because obviously she's kind of flipped um, different musical forms and types. And I feel lyrically with this, it's, it's that kind of thing as well. Um, yeah I mean The kind of compilation Released recently enough um, Product I think mm. I, I, I liked a lot of her stuff Bip was kind of a big PC music thing It announced That movement And sonically A lot of interesting stuff Going on but in a solo capacity, and especially over a longer course, it's it really does start to drain, I think.
0: Well, I mean, the one thing that has to be pointed out is, even though we're quite familiar with Sophie at this stage, this has to be treated as something not far off a debut single. Like, the video itself was literally the reveal, because we hadn't really seen who we were dealing with up to this point. And... Also, I mean, a lot of PC music productions have kind of been accused of swapping exuberance at the sort of um, price of emotion. And so I mean, maybe it's just a, a learning process to see how the two of those can fit together here. Because, I mean, I have to agree, I wasn't a big fan of this song because... Even though it is heartfelt and whatnot, it's just maybe lacking in is, style. Is because it actually of that. heartfelt? That's I what do, I, that's, I think. That's, so. that's where
4: I kind of left with it. I kind of didn't know what sort of ratio of irony to mm. um, to sincerity we're dealing with because you've got this very plainly emotional or clearly emotional lyric that Sophie is singing, but then you've got these stock explosion sounds, yeah, really undercuts or undermines. Yeah, and uh, I, I, d- I just didn't know <clears throat> what to make of what she was saying. I guess if, if I, I, I'm not too familiar with the PC music thing outside of like hey cutie and stuff like that, which is again, I don't know where that lands on the irony spectrum, but. If it is supposed to be ironic, it sucks. And if it's supposed to be sincere, then I think it's amazing. But I just don't
3: <laughs> really understand it. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, you know, somewhere like, on
3: the scale. Context is everything? everything. Who yeah. can follow that? Let's have another song. Uh, let's find somebody to follow
0: it uh, in the form of Franz Ferdinand. As Dave would say, they're back. It's called Always Ascending. Sounds like this.
4: Always and always and always ascending. Opening line leaves an uncertain
1: ending. Always and always and always ascending, the gods seem broad, I I to cross, but I'm never gonna resolve. Never gonna resolve. Never
0: gonna resolve. Never gonna resolve. Talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. It's not far off 15 years since, I guess, we first introduced to Franz Ferdinand. Are we glad to see them return, Craig? Uh, yeah, I think so. I really
2: enjoyed their collaboration with Sparks. I think it lit a bit of a fire under them. Um, with Always Ascending, I mean, I I don't think they're ever going to hit the heights again. But yeah, this was a welcome kind of addition to the Franz Ferdinand canon It, it kind of did some interesting structural stuff that reminded me of like something like a Jacqueline It actually starts off sounding like Neil Hannon or something <laughs> and we get some, you know, if they're censure and the things. But I, it, I thought it worked. It had a lot more intent. It seemed like they knew what they were doing. They, they weren't like half arsing it. Like it, they sounded like on the likes of tonight at times. So yeah, a welcome return for me. I that. was
3: glad to hear them back because it basically meant that I went back to the self titled record, and right that fucking holds up. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's a terrific record. Yeah. But you know, I think that they kind of peaked with that record. And what a great one-and-done band they would have been, eh? Uh, the second album, like, arrived less than a year later, and it was just as good. Yeah, yeah as it's moments. not just as good. That's a ludicrous I think it
2: actually holds together better. It okay, doesn't have I, the peaks. I don't but, agree.
3: Yeah. I think the third album has some good stuff on it. Yeah, but they waited too long, I think, to release the third one. It did. Just, yeah. did. Uh, this is fine. It's way too long. And it sounds... It's fine. It's grand. I mean, like, it, it's 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 harmless. Uh, it's toothless. The drumming Kinda, is brilliant. Do you think so? yeah. yeah.
2: It reminded me of The Outsiders from the second album in terms of like really prominent drums. They have a new country, member yeah. don't they? Someone left didn't they? Yeah Nick McCarthy left who yeah. was the kind of co-founder um, to spend time with his family.
3: Earlier on Tapley you said and I quote Alex Capranos is a don. He's an absolute baller.
4: Love Alex Capranos. <laughs> he, there's a film that I, I went to see with my friend uh, Big Osheen Murphy Hall in the Sugar Club the name of which I can't remember but it's about Chemical Underground French record label and uh, the filmmaker stays up late at night drinking beers with Alex Kapranos, and there's one scene where he talks about the merits of the dole, which a lot of people are negative about and it's very easy for pricks to talk about how uh, artists are lazy and they don't deserve to be claiming taxpayer money. But Alex But Cabranos they're probably
3: Conor McGregor fans and Conor McGregor got the dole before he was famous so now they're fucked and they can't say anything. <laughs> well, edit that out, please. <laughs> and <laughs>
4: and basically, his, to condense it, as he says, that one band... Who are on the doll? If they make it big, the amount of money they pay back in tax pays for thousands of other yeah. bands in in Scotland sure. to do anything. And then they were the band to do it. There's probably plenty of other bands before them. Yeah, um, but no, anyone who's on the doll is lazy, according to. <laughs> but there's so many massive British breaks. bands have
2: talked that before, like the likes of Stone Roses and stuff, have talked about how they wouldn't have been a band if the doll wasn't there. No, of um, course. And we've talked before about how it's so tough to even like make a living in music now that it's just becoming kind of a middle class thing which we don't want, we want some, you
0: know. I mean at the same time I'm not sure if the flag waving kind of champions of the you know uh, downtrodden would be Franz Ferdinand aren't they all like art schooly types
2: yeah but you can be arty and yeah, no, no, no. I don't class, there, yeah. You snob. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the song?
4: I think it's great. Yeah,
0: no, uh, three <coughs> I thought it felt a little bit forced. It's forced is long. Nice. I, 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 Going through the motions. I, it's just, it's just <laughs> the amount of disco. Synths. Odyssey. It's, it's, it's the synths in there that are getting to me. Yeah, it just sounds like. So I it's got, like, and because Especially because there's enough of the sort of trademark stuff there In terms of the jangly guitars and blah 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 It sounds like they tried to write a song In the way that they used to write a song And found that it was just not really working I disagree like, This sounded to, to me like it was effortless
2: Whereas a lot of the Like the last album which was hailed as like a return to form It sounded like them going What worked before? Let's just try and do that Whereas this felt a lot more natural to me I don't yeah. know
4: I think they were able to push the boat out They did it Yeah well, Naturally without seeming forced can I say something before we go into the next tune, if that's what you're indicating there, Dave? <laughs> you nope, said... Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> magic. I, want <laughs> find the I want to <laughs> tear open the curtain and reveal what's happening. You said the Franz Ferdinand would be a great one-and-done band. Uh-huh. I can't think of many one-and-done bands. Can you give me what comes to mind when you think that because a friend of mine was distraught when he found out that American Football were releasing their second album because it takes them off the list of
3: If I don't have an example to hand Tapley mm-hmm. am I still allowed to be the host of this podcast? No, Craig is now
4: the host of the podcast I, oh. I think Sorry everybody I,
0: I, I think Craig, <laughs> good Craig might go with me if I say Battles on a one and done band yeah. No, no, no I, I, well, I, I like Second album you, no, you But example. in terms of like, I, hang on,
2: this would be an incredible standalone legacy You want an example of only one album Like Jeff Jeff Buckley yeah. is a, an example he, I can he, think There of. only
3: no, ever yeah. was one album Oh sorry oh, But there was La- only The Lads
4: The Lads only had one album yeah. Okay uh, uh,
0: Let's uh, have uh, a thing A lot of, a lot of <laughs> dead air But next week you can home
3: home week, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah Let's finish out this for next week Yeah
0: let's finish out This week's songs of the week Fuck you First Going into my
3: show Selena Gomez
0: Calling in the help of Marshmello For a song called Wolves
1: in the sky I've been running through the jungle I've been running with the wolves To get to you To get to you I've been down the darkest alleys, Saw the dark side of the moon To get to you To get to you I'm for
0: Uh, Dave, you are a. Resident. Gomez head? What do you call
3: yourselves? Seensters, because she was in a band called Cena Gomez and Seensters. Seleniac. S- Seleniac. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I'm a Cena I'm Gomez fan. Uh, she won me over with the revival record, and more specifically the lead single Good For You, which is one of the best oh. pop songs of the last five years. Now, she has released a couple of tracks off. I don't know if she has any new album coming. No, we don't we know. She's Bad actually Lair, said she has enough for two. With Bad Liar, which was the Talking Heads influenced. Pop jam of the summer And we had Fetish With Gucci Mane Which I also enjoyed Uh, I think Bad Liar By the way For my money Is one of the best songs Of the year Just so you know Now this is called Wolves And it's with Marshmello Who the hell is Marshmello And why does he look so strange Marshmello is an electronic Dance music producer and DJ He first gained International recognition By remixing songs By Jack U and Z And later collaborated With artists including Omar Lynx OK Jazz and Slushy, I don't know who these people are. I'm reading his Wikipedia. Not yeah, list. Uh, <laughs> he wears a custom helmet for public appearances, and his identity is unknown. Yeah, they based
0: themselves on dead himself on dead. Ice. I do
2: know his drowning sound username though. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's marshmallow. It's marshmallow yeah, mm. uh,
3: yeah. I had seen this guy pop up on like videos in the gym. So I've got like you know a music video on with no sound, right. and I was like, who the fuck is this Lego looking tinny veiled? I go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, comment? yeah, but anyway, I'm ripped to shreds <laughs> as anybody. Yeah, so um. And then, uh, I I saw him pop up on the artwork of uh, my beloved Selena Gomez. I was like, what the fuck this is a misstep from her I believe uh, once you get to that chorus it gets a bit Maniac 2000 with some of those sims. yes yeah that's what it was yeah. I, yeah, I was wondering if anybody else would no, agree I, I
2: actually no I had
3: Maniac 2000 okay, okay, I believe also as what's with your notes you've got so many drawings and spiral and weird things I'm like, anxious because Tapley's here it's I really? don't want to yeah. mess up uh, some. it's, it's, too, it's <laughs> it, last week on the show George Morhan referenced when we were talking about the Will Smith song he said this isn't even chasing this isn't even Zeitgeist chasing this is this is like club dance you know it's play if, it at a fucking yeah. cruise this ship this
0: reminds me a lot of." Play Chainsmokers' song from earlier this year. A lot year, better than
3: that. And I and what annoys me is I think the chorus is when it loses. I think the, I think the build-up is great. I think the atmosphere is good. I think she's good on it. But the chorus is just it's all wrong. Yeah, the verse like has a really kind of nice
2: cascading melody. Um, it it's like there's kind of you know not quite boundary pushing, but interesting stuff going on. But it's all orbiting this real like clunker of a chorus. This very obvious kind of hands in the air thing that does sound like maybe the XX trying to tackle Maniac Two Thousand, which sounds better than this.
0: I'm strictly not trying to make a pun when I say that it does sound like the chorus has just been like lifted in from somewhere else and just kind of dropped into the middle of this song um, it's a real we need a chorus um, is that a yeah. pun? because well, well, she had a kidney transplant
3: what? That <laughs> that's is. what this song is. I thought you were going for like a marshmallow <laughs> being dropped into a hot chocolate sorry can chaps like, can I assume that
0: none of you speak l- read Latin? that's selena gomez what podcast am i on what a retort this is okay
3: sorry sorry has this
0: song actually
2: completely passed you by? the master debater is back this song is about her having a kidney transplant
0: no this song is about her having lupus is it lupus being the latin for wolf oh right Um, and so this song is entirely based on her (laughs) illness and recovery is it I thought it was just this cl- is amazing. I thought it was just a club banger. Next thing yeah, you're no, going to tell I'm, me, I'm Puff from- the
4: Magic Dragon is about Sweet Mary Jane.
0: I'm, I mean, put it this way if it's not, it's a very bizarre coincidence. Wasn't Maniac 2000 about chronic fatigue? <laughs> <then>? <laughs>
3: yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, funky excellent. Yeah. All right, let's go to album, Dave. Talk us in. Hi, how's it going? My name is Dave Hanrady, and there will be no encore. No, this is the album of the week that we're doing. The band are Destroyer. The album's called Ken This song is called Tinseltown Swimming in Blood I couldn't
1: see I was blind Off in the corner Doing poets work That's alright for now It was just a dream Of your blue eyes I couldn't see I
3: was blind, off in the corner, doing poet's work, that's alright for now. Okay, that's Tinseltown Swimming in Blood. Now, I believe it was yourself, David Tapley, who said to me that uh, you thought that this was a better example. It might not have been you. Someone said to me that uh, this was a better example of the horrors, 18, like doing the 80s thing with like something to remember me by on their new record, of a similar kind of style. Now, before we get there, uh, for our listeners who don't know who Destroyer is, David Tapley. Can we have some background? Destroyer is a band,
4: or a guy, I'm not really too sure how he delineates, but uh, led, I guess, by uh, Canadian Dan, Daniel Behar, uh, who is also in The New Pornographers. And they, I think this is their, like, 12th album or something outrageous like that. But they kind of came to the mainstream in 2011, possibly my dates are all off, yeah. uh, with uh, the record Kaput, which was um, the first time I'd ever heard of them. Uh didn't really get on board until the following album, which was an album called Poison Season, and then this, and it's uh, this album, Ken. And it seems that these albums together seem to be this sort of trilogy in my eyes. Um, I don't know... Uh, what you guys think about that
3: well if somebody is diving into this uh, artist or band for the first time I think the thing that will hit you first is Dan Behar's voice now can I ask as a somewhat of a neutral I suppose oh sorry he's also in the band Swan Lake yeah (laughs) you want to talk about that and how wrong you are and how wrong Zara Hedeman is and how wrong basically everyone is Swan Lake do want to talk about that is a band with uh, himself and I believe Spencer Krug of Wolf Parade Mm -hmm. they've got a song called Spider and I've said it before on the show and I will say it again it might be the worst song ever recorded (laughs) it is Slapdash tripe with an annoying vocal I think that's but let's talk about nonsense. let's talk about the vocals because that's what people are going to kind of gravitate to first i think yes. if they're ever checking out anything by him uh put plain and i don't mean this in any kind of derogatory way is he taking the piss no
4: i th- he's like very much inspired by english music of the 90s so he name checks in many interviews saying that the band suede are a big Influence on this. That's the
0: title of this record.
4: It is. It It was a um, a working title title. for the Wild Wild Ones. ones, Yeah, Yeah. Um, and he talks about loving bands like New Order and uh, Morrissey, and uh, he actually references in an interview I briefly read today um, talks about he had Pete Doherty in mind for the song "Cover from the Sun," which is just kind of surreal to hear. Okay, Mm. a
3: softer version of the question I've asked: Is he playing a character? No, I
4: I think it's just people get influenced by certain things and that's him. He he loves um, English music of a certain time. He also loves the kind of uh, drama or melodrama Mm. or theatrical nature of maybe music that came from the 80s and 90s, which I think one of the reasons why I like him so much is that sort of um, characteristic is not found in many singers these days and hasn't really since the early 90s or 90s. Yeah, I like that manner thing, and
2: I think it works perfectly in terms of the axes looking back at because there's that proud kind of, you know, British tradition of the kind of arc, art, pop thing. Um, like Billy McKenzie from The Associates, or even, I mean, Suede, Brett's voice, you know, clearly better singers than Dan, um, but doing that kind of, you know, adopting a character or whatever and going quite theatrical. And I think it works really well. I, it seems to be like a sticking point for a lot of people, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Because
4: I really love his voice, even if it's limited. Like, yeah. Quite a few friends who that broke it for them. and yeah. Um, regardless of how shit hot his band is, they just can't get past the nature of his
0: accent that he puts on vaudevillian
3: thrust of his vocal delivery. Mm. Cole Morrigan where do you land on this?
0: I'm fine with it to be (laughs) honest like it it definitely didn't stop me from enjoying it I mean yeah you know like I mean I read much feeding into much while you guys were saying like you know that he was considering like the late Thatcher years when he was like writing this record cool man it's about time that tells that tells you you know kind of like the sort of area geographical and musically that he was sort of pitching himself Uh, at that point um and i think the whole sort of adopting if not quite a character then certainly the characteristics just sets a tone for this record that at times i found really difficult to shake not that i necessarily wanted to of course but it opens with sky's gray which is like grim like the the title suggests. It's kind of bleak and it's bare yeah. and it's skeletal. But you know, I think kind of grim in a gorgeous way, like in a cure way where you just want to dive in, like, that's the way I'd A little it. bit, yeah. yeah, but I, th- I felt as though it, it managed to cast a shadow, so to speak, on okay. a lot of the rest of this album, where there are moments where it perhaps wouldn't sound as morose if you just put that one song on. That's certainly the impression that I got, you know Cover from the Sun is one that you mentioned there, that you know, he was drawing on Pete Doherty, he mm-hmm. said. And and it's quite a kind of an upbeat, jangly indie it pop. It sounds like pub rock. Yeah, but even then, like, lyrics like, I don't know, he's talking about her on her summer of skin that's not hers or something like that. Mm. And, and it sounds way more empty and unfulfilling than it otherwise might because it's in the kind of, through the sphere and 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 through the
3: lens of this record as a whole. To clarify my line of questioning, I was doing the everyman thing, guys. You know, for oh, people yes. who might not be. Sorry, I forgot. So it doesn't necessarily Dave. mean. No, no, no. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Dave, I mean, like, I'm sorry. Be- <laughs> because one more time. I'm really sorry. Oh, I'm really sorry. Thanks, man. Dave. You know, you're forgiven. All forgiven. To clarify uh, my own stance on this album, I really enjoyed it. I think it's very good. I what? think What? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I found the narrative very interesting. I thought it was very well put together. I greatly enjoyed the use of synths. Some of them in particular are so gorgeous sounding mm. in a way that, for example, last week when we talked about St. Vincent, I found most of the production had to be quite oppressive and overdone. Uh, I thought his his ear and his choice of just like the textures that he throws into his songs, whether it's a, you know, a raising guitar like line here or there, or again, expert use of synths, as I said. Uh, I really, I, I didn't find it hard to stay with him, uh, if, if that's what you were getting at, Colm. I found it actually very... No, 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 it's not so... Much. I thought it worked very well in, in one go. I,
0: yeah, I absolutely agree. But, and that's another thing that should be said about this record, that I occasionally would just pretty much experimenting with it. I'd dive in at track four or five, at which point it sounds like a very different record. So that kind of gives you an idea of the amount of cohesion that was managed with 11 tracks that work much like a film or a book as opposed yeah. to anything else. I
4: think it is a very strange song to open an album with, but maybe it's because of the sort of... I don't know, I think, like, despite it being a very grim-sounding open to an album, it does have this valiant declaration of the lyric give up acting, fuck no. I'm just starting to get the good part. Sure, yeah. Just yeah. some
3: great and lines. And that guitar, there's the glimmer of hope. I, I, I've said it so many times on this podcast and in my reviews, I'm always into music that offers you the glimmer of hope and the glint of light. And I got that on this record. And I mean, uh, a track like A Light Travels Down the Catwalk is phenomenal, yeah, I thought. And yeah, great this, tune. This reminded me a lot of Ariel Pink's album dedicated to Bobby, Bobby Jemison that we talked about on. in that kind of hazy, you know breezy summer style with a bit of a dark edge but at the same time if you want to if you want to go glass half full it's there for you
1: yeah you know i, what,
3: you I know thought what? so i that, could be wrong but that, I, that is I very from.
0: much one thing that i took from this record is that and, and it's not just if you want to go glass half full you can make this a hopeful record you can make this a deeply depressing record or frankly pretty much anything in between i never a once l- i never once felt down with this not but once, there's a lot not of st- even
2: the line good things to, uh, come to those who wait forever yeah that's <laughs> a, that's brilliant. awful
0: like i mean seriously I, I i thought that there were some deeply like emotionally distressing moments yeah. in this record but again probably if you wanted there to be or if that's the mood you were in it feels to me as though like and especially during the more kind of skeletal parts of this where, you know, he's gone with a kind of a less is more effort, um, so which is obviously going to happen on sort of more downbeat tracks and so on and so forth. It feels like there's a lot of space in which to insert, whether it's your own narrative yeah. or your own emotions or whatever.
2: And yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of kind of light and hope within this. I mean, you know, when he's talking about that Thatcher era and obviously the grimness of it but he's also speaking about well that's when he properly got like you know sick about music I think it's the way he described it like it came on him like a sickness and he's you know he's like someone at maybe the midpoint of his career or life and he's kind of assessing where he's at but he's also using which I think he's done Uh, as as you were saying Dave just like the last kind of couple of records like tapping into that nostalgia thing Um, and like the things he draws on are just you know so sublime I mean um, the song we heard at the top is obviously a nod to a Blue Nile song so immediately I think this was a classic album Um, I mean the bass line sound like you know vintage Peter Hook It's the synth sound like Disintegration which is just incredible Um, it totally just yeah I, I fell in love with it kind of straight away and I think it's it reminded me of, we talked recently about LCD sound systems comeback, and, you know, James Murphy's made his career doing that thing where he tries to synthesize like achingly hip, um, you know, acts from and sounds from the past, mainly New York. I mean, with this, Dan is clearly doing something similar, but with the other side of the Atlantic, and I think he does it much more su- successfully. Um, so we don't need LCD sound system. We have Destroyer. <laughs>
4: Well said, sir Thank you Do you want to give us a,
2: do you give us a number? I'd give this a nine That's your first nine? A All year? Yeah. Really? Uh, no, it's not Broken Social Scene as well
3: Okay, that's a big Second. number well, yep. Hang on, before you get to your number What's your summation of uh, of Are, you, yes, are you on board with Craig to that level?
4: Yeah, no, I think it's um, uh, In terms of each individual song It's like a it's like a Netflix series that each episode could be it's like Black Mirror, you know? It's like every uh, episode. Uh, fuck off. Of, uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Fuck right He's off. our guest. <laughs> every episode You know what I mean it would love. the yeah. album can. Could be an uh, its own standalone thing. I don't think there is any particular um connection between the songs, yet there is some no, sort there's of there's some sort of just overarching. Uh I don't even know if it's I don't even know if it's pessimism or optimism malaise or joy but he seems to be able to tap into something um that he sees um in the human condition and in <laughs> things about you know he's he, got he, very guardian-esque well, isn't it get, get me on there yeah and he um oh he he, he, t- he talks a lot about um different things that he finds disgusting about the world and different things that um and in the way he describes these things can almost send a sort of a disgusting shiver down your spine. Like in the last song, Le Règle de Joux, he said that he wanted to um, have a title in French because it was a song that portrayed this disgusting American party with a, as the lyric says, with a uh, something to do with a woman at the party with the, a pig of a man who is was wasted. And he said he wanted to have a chorus line in French because it would be something that potentially American listeners wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that translates to a one out of ten
0: for you, um,
4: <laughs> I would say, in short,
0: I
3: would also give it a nine. Yes.
0: Cole Morrigo. Uh, i will go seven and a half. Okay. I enjoyed
3: the album. But. I'm going seven. I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as the two gentlemen to my left, but I probably wasn't uh, going to because I do find his voice a bit of a stumbling block, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think it is a very good record. I think it's definitely one of the recommends. Definitely want to check out if you have never even heard them before. Dive in and give it a go. Uh, yeah, so thumbs up all around. Well done, Destroyer. <laughs> what else do we have to listen to this week? Well, my friend, I have been getting stuck in wrist deep with the oh, new... Are you sodomizing Jamie (laughs) Collin with a piano? (laughs) With the new Converge Records!
0: Oh! It's God.
3: my boy's Converge. I would
0: honestly rather somebody got stuck into me wrist deep than listen to the new Converge record. Well, but anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> what, what, what do you have? We're going to have to issue an
2: apology next week.
0: <laughs> issue it now. All right. I would like to apologise and
2: distance myself from my co-hosts and also they apologise. I apologise no, yeah. too. Sorry, uh,
3: I was thinking more of like farm work. Like, you know, like like right. digging ditches and Seven, stuff. And a cow. No, like... Stop like, calls. <laughs> I actually didn't mean that to be a, dis- a disgusting euphemism. I really didn't. Right. I'm just misunderstood never do, do Also misunderstood classic single on Also there. misunderstood Are Converge uh, Boston, Massachusetts I think that's where they're from I hope it is Because I'm a big fan uh, Hardcore band Who've been on the go Since the early 90s uh, I hope that we have an album Next week Cullum Because if we don't We're doing the Converge album. I will go home And record an album well, so we you need this, to. Is, this is what's annoying Because I, I, I went to Destroyer With you know Some hesitancy And I gave it its all uh, Converge our hardcore band, as I said before, they're not for everyone, but they're phenomenal. They're genuinely brilliant. I think they're the most consistent band out there. This is their ninth record. It's called The Dusk In Us, and I'm a huge fan of it. Probably was always going to be because it's Converge, but they genuinely are phenomenal. It's a great record. The title track has absolutely blown me away. I think it's one of the best tracks they've ever put out. It has that amazing uh, evocative emotion that, that that they're able to harnessed through this incredible aggression Jacob Bannon for me is maybe my favourite lyricist he manages to do incredible you know kind of uh, descriptive narratives along with incredibly straightforward and almost laughable on paper style you know emotional lyrics but he carries it off through his delivery which is second to none I'm a huge Converge fan it's one of the albums of the year I fucking love it and there you go oh sorry oh, sorry. I, sorry though, I was listening to a track that uh, the Brian Eno Brian Eno and Kevin Shields you, you've heard this haven't you? yeah uh, it's called Only Once Away My Son
0: it's a nine minute sort of sweeping Tone. soundscape thing. It, <laughs> it, I, I mean, it's very difficult to describe. Frankly, the only reason why we didn't play it is because playing it 30 seconds of it would make no sense whatsoever. Mm. But it's something to give a go because Get it's your best pretty headphones. epic, isn't it? If
3: this had been on the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack, that film or score rather, that film would have been instantly better. This is what I wanted from that score, and the score is fine. But this is this took me away to different places. It reminded me of... Um, that Justin Bieber song when it was slowed in 800 times and it becomes <laughs> the most euphoric thing yeah. ever the TV show Hannibal uh, Brian Retzel did a similar thing in the season 2 finale with uh, the Aria of the Goldberg variations and it's phenomenal this is up there with all that kind of stuff just like I said get your best pair of headphones put 10 minutes aside and this will sweep you away it's unbelievable isn't it Dave? It's amazing yeah it's.
4: Um, I would even go so far as to saying forget the headphones and Play it. Pump it into a room <laughs> on your speakers. <laughs> yes, play it on your phone. <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, maybe the lads down the back of the bus listening to the Eno Shields collaboration <laughs> definitely would uh, make the journey into town a lot better. But no, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, terrifying at times. Captivating and... Sensuous at other times But um Like this episode Like this episode Indeed Craig. Uh I gave King Krill's new
2: one A spin Um The Ooze It kind of sounds like Sublime But I don't know if the songs are there
3: right. um, Friend of the show Is our head yeah. Said it sounds like a Sunday evening In which everything else melts away Yeah
2: I mean the production is great But I don't know if the songs
3: are there <laughs> <laughs> But friend of the show Is our head Sounds like a Sunday evening In which everything else I'll melts give away. it
2: another spin Because I respect her
3: Fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, where can we find you online, David Taplin?
4: Um Tandemfelix.ie. Yes, that's right. I oh, really? And, I went and bought it. <laughs> and finally. The other person who had it before me, it
0: expired. So ours
2: now. Dave, you know where to find me online, obviously.
0: At uh, Felix Tandem on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, You will find us in Galway next weekend and find our
3: next episode out next Monday. We hope so. More than likely. Let's be optimistic here. Well, we turn around the live show in one fucking 12-hour stint. True. We're good for that kind of stuff Gentlemen thank you very much David Tapley in particular For coming in Hello Thank you guys And yes To close us out As always New Irish music Uh, Very excited about this one Uh, New signee to the Feel good lost Faction Clan Clan Yeah sure Family Cult Militia the Feel Good Lost record label and uh, multimedia project I suppose uh, Lilla Vargan she played at Hardworking Cost Heroes this year one of the stars I believe I unfortunately didn't get to see her set because uh, Bad Bones was too busy stealing the festival but I heard Lilla came close she is a singer-songwriter and her EP is out now I believe uh, If you, after you heard this great episode of the podcast that I know you've loved go and check out the EP it's really fucking good I had listened to it properly for the first time a couple of days ago and it's great the lead single is called Downtown and that's what's going to play us out my name is Dave Hanra This has been No Encore. There will be no encore. Come to our quiz on Thursday, the 7th of December in the Workman's Club. This is Lil Vargan and Downtown. See you soon, Galway. See you soon, Galway. (laughs)
1: It feels good being in your arms And I'm running with you As fast as I can Singing to myself I
2: Podcast is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal.
0: There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's
3: right now. Get two of your favorites for just three 50 mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble price and participation may vary. cannot be combined with combo meal, single item
2: at regular price. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen